Hello, everyone. I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Hello, queens. We have a local celebrity, Bethany Frazier, in the house. She is the owner of the Kansas City Dietitian, a private nutrition practice that specializes in digestive wellness, hormones, and healthy living. She actually makes poop look cool on Instagram. Yeah. Before returning to school to be a dietitian, she received a bachelor's degree in sports management. Bethany holds a bachelor's degree in dietetics from the University of Central Missouri. She went on to complete a registered dietitian internship and master's degree in food and nutrition at Bowl. Bowling Green State University. Bethany was a collegiate volleyball and cross-country athlete. She still enjoys running in her free time and is looking forward to future coaching opportunities with her husband and three small children. Welcome, Welcome Bethany. Bethany. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You have a great background. We're really excited to talk to you about <laughs> lots of different things today. So first of all, I love working in women's health, and it sounds like you do too. So um, why women's health? Are there areas you are seeing that women are really struggling with these days? When I started my private practice, started mostly just in the healthy living sphere, I would just have those conversations, and it tended to be more and more that it wasn't just, I want to eat better. It was that they were having kind of chronic issues whether that was some sort of hormonal issues, lots of fatigue or digestive issues. And those would just come out in the sessions naturally. So that just seemed to really spike my interest in a lot of the, the women's thing issues that I kept feeling like they just bubbled to the top where there was things that they didn't really know how to fix. They didn't know if there was a way to fix some of them or just to feel better. That was usually what they want. They would say, oh, I want to lose weight, or the typical things is what they would say they're coming to me for. And then we'd end up going on a totally different avenue to help them feel better. And so that really just kind of propelled my interest in it, but also just the direction of my practice and the the people that I typically see. It is the widespread issue. And I think for a lot of women, we're used to kind of taking off our hat and going and taking care of everyone else. And then we don't spend enough time taking care of ourselves. And those symptoms, those little symptoms that you might have in your 20s and 30s, they just get bigger and become bigger problems as you get older. Um, And then you don't know what to do about them. That's a lot of who I see are people who have symptoms for a long time, and then they end up having worse symptoms by the time they get to find me because they need someone to put all the pieces together for them or, or hope to find someone to put all the pieces together for them. Sure. Tell me a little bit more. I mean, you ask any woman, I don't know if we should count COVID years, but <laughs> like, I'm so tired, right? I wish I wasn't so tired. The fatigue aspect. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're looking for there from like a dietetics perspective of what can mm-hmm. be helpful with that woman where fatigue is such a common complaint? Here, just say, I'm tired. It's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> give, give her some, some advice. Free... <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Free advice. Yes, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say. Yeah. It's, yeah, we're all doing. Uh, so we do look at the whole picture, of course, where we're looking at how's your sleep? Are you eating enough? That's often a common problem with fatigue is that you aren't eating enough or you're not eating at the right times of the day to really support your energy levels throughout the day. And then even just looking at that blood sugar balance, I think we typically think of blood sugar, especially for younger women, we think of blood sugar being an issue for people that have diabetes or for people that have hypoglycemia or one of those, but really supporting that blood sugar with the meals that we eat is really important. And we forget those simple, basic things. I think sometimes people expect to come into a session and they're like, oh, you're just going to blow me away with all of this this crazy things I've never heard of, but sometimes <laughs> it's really just checking those simple boxes off first, mm-hmm. making sure you're getting quality sleep is a big thing. And then looking at the quality of your diet. And some people will come in and they're like, I eat all my fruits and vegetables. I'm eating really balanced meals throughout the day. And then we can dig a little bit deeper and see, are there other glaring issues that maybe have to do with the way that you're digesting your foods and that you're not absorbing some of those nutrients? or there's, there's things where you're not at baseline. The common one that everyone is familiar with right now, especially in the COVID era, is vitamin D, of mm-hmm. course. That, if you just supplement a bunch, that doesn't always get you back up to baseline because people say, I don't want to just do a bunch of supplements. But if you're starting in the tank, then we have to do something to get you bumped back up so that you can at least understand why you got to being that low to begin with in any of those areas. Starting with the simple things is usually where I like to start and they don't always expect that they're going to come into a dietitian session and talk about sleep or Mm -hmm. stress. And those are big pieces of what I think it takes to be kind of a well-rounded and really tap into why you're having that fatigue. So it is, I think it's portrayed as normal that we're all going to be fatigued, but it's not actually normal to have that fatigue where you feel like I can't get out of bed Mm -hmm. and I am needing to take a nap in the middle middle of the afternoon or have to have my coffee or else it's going to be game over. Sure, sure, oh, sure. really? That's not normal? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what, on that note, because things are so easy to dismiss because they get normalized, what are some of the other symptoms that you have seen, especially with women that have just gotten kind of brushed aside that really should be, I don't know that I want to use the word concerning, but a better quality of life? Hmm. That's the perfect way of putting it. Yeah, because it's not concerning. And that's, those are usually the people I see are people who have been to their doctor, they've had everything ruled out, uh, maybe all their labs are normal, but they just know they don't feel right. And it could be digestive issues, it could be, you know, hair falling out, those are common hormonal disruptions, fatigue is a really common hormonal disruption digestive issues are, are also a large part of what I do. So diarrhea, constipation, bloating, even just reoccurring nausea, or reflux, things that you just feel like everything's normal, your doctor says that you're fine, but you just don't feel fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that that in fatigue where you're like, Oh, I used to be able to do all this stuff. And now I just can't do it. I don't know why. So that's where we dig a little bit deeper. But a lot of those are things that I feel like I see commonly, Sometimes I see people that are really sick, that they have lots of issues, but it is lots of those kind of functional symptoms where you're like, I'm surviving, I'm doing all right, but I don't, I I don't feel as good as I could want to. And even some other hormonal things like really painful or really heavy periods, waking in the middle of the night. So you're like, I'm trying to get quality sleep, but I keep waking up in the middle of the night or I can't fall asleep at night, that kind of 
wired and tired type feeling where like I'm exhausted, but my brain won't shut off. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that can kind of have underlying issues that sometimes it's hard to see in ourselves. But when we can talk to someone else about it, we'll start to realize, oh, there's things that I can do about that. I didn't realize that. And that's, I feel like it's part of my job is to hold up that mirror for them to be able to say that I, they can see it themselves because I can help them, but, or I can try to help them. <laughs> but I, um, I ultimately want to teach them to be able to take care of it themselves so that they know how to not have these issues be reoccurring issues for them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wired and tired is a symptom yes. I'm just seeing a lot. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Now, I know Becca's really excited to talk about poop with you. So <laughs> I think I'm going to leave these questions for her from the dietitian <laughs> perspective. The therapist doesn't know much about what you're going to be asking. Well, you're so going to learn from you, Bethany yeah, I'm excited. here in a minute. <laughs> so you just talked about kind of digestion. And I think one of the things most people don't understand is like, what is normal? And you can't help but talk about poop because I always joke, it's the byproduct of nutrition, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So yep. can you talk about like, what is healthy digestive patterns when should somebody be concerned when they're having trouble with gas bloating changes in stool etc my favorite subject my (laughs) life's work to talk about poop definitely but I said there's like people don't expect to come into a dietitian's office and talk about sleep but even more so they don't expect to come into a dietitian's office and talk about poop but you're right it is just the natural byproduct and we, we're, we're getting better, or maybe just in my world, we're getting better about talking about poop. I also, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old and a baby. So we talk about poop a lot anyways. Yes. It's like, <laughs> I have, have a four-year-old son and yes, uh, we yes. talk about poop enough. <laughs> yes. We have like a poop limit. Like we are not saying poop anymore today. Yep. And then mommy goes into her office and starts talking about poop. So <laughs> I feel like I talk about poop all the time, but I, so normal for reference the bristol stool chart is what some of you some people might be familiar with becca you might know about this so that is the like it's a poop chart you can look at what your poop looks like and see which number you should be on this poop chart and what what number so we want you to be at a three or four which is mostly formed and smooth i'll try not to get too graphic but i feel like that's another thing that people come in and they're like i'm sorry if this is too much information i'm like nope i'm probably gonna ask more more questions about what that actually looks like. But from a digestive standpoint, so poop is is an important symptom, but sometimes people will say, my poop is normal. So we'll kind of track back to what some of the other digestive complaints are because our digestion really goes in three spaces. So our digestion begins in our mouth with our chewing, with the saliva that we secrete, all of that, those are really fun words. All, all of that <laughs> starts in our mouth and then it goes to our stomach. And so we have to make sure that our stomach is also functioning optimally. And then it goes into our intestines. And that's the last stop in our digestive process. Having gas every single day is actually normal. Having really stinky or painful gas is not normal. So if you eat a heaping load of broccoli or Brussels sprouts, it is 100% of people are going to get gas from that. But it's, if it's really stinky or really painful, those are the things that are not normal. And then having a regular bowel movement, the goal is that you're going most days. There's going to be times where you might have a looser stool or you might be a little more constipated, but the goal is to have a normal, somewhat normal, complete bowel movement most days. To not have stomach pain or reflux, those are also going to be goals for a lot of people. I think stress is a big, big thing right now. I see, I've seen tons of people with reflux. And I think that's kind of the COVID era that we are not eating quite as 
quality of food often because mm-hmm. we're stressed and then our stress is linking us to it. And I am finding, I don't know, but a lot of people are working from home. So some of that, even just mixing up their location, they're not moving as much because they're not even walking from their car to their, their desk anymore. They're not getting up to go across the hall to the bathroom. It's just like, oh, here's my bedroom and here's my bathroom. So there's a little bit less movement, and I think that that has influenced some of that reflux and just normal digestive activity that we normally would see. We're not seeing it quite as much. So even just simple little movements that help keep things functioning optimally were, are heightened, or you've noticed a little bit more because you're the one having to clean the bathroom that you're like, oh, okay, well, I did realize that I am going to the bathroom not as much as I thought or a lot more than I thought. And those are, people are starting to pick up on that, I think, a little bit more in this a little bit different pace of life. What are some things that people can do to kind of have an optimal digestive system? Uh-huh. Yeah, gut health. It's a very vogue topic. Everyone wants to talk <laughs> about gut health. Mm-hmm. There, And not everyone needs to do crazy things to focus on gut health. If you're having symptoms, I always say symptoms are just red flags from your body that they, you need to pay attention to it. Sometimes that means just managing your stress better. One of my favorite things, especially for moms, my favorite things to, to do is say, when you sit down at the table, sit down and I want you to do three or four, breathe in 10, breathe out 10, because our body is used to running a marathon all day long. And then you sit down, hopefully you sit down at a table and you're supposed to digest this food and be slow and that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really easy first step to just working on your digestion is to take a couple breathing exer- exercises that just puts a marker in your, for your body to say that we're no longer running our marathon. Now we are sitting and trying to digest our food. So that's really good from a, a digestive health. It's free. All it costs is a little bit of time and just remembering that's the hard part, but your family can start eating. You can be sitting there quietly, just doing a couple of breathing exercises before they start telling you, I don't like this. This is gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Easy things to work on digestion. I think paying attention to your, what's happening in your stool too is important. That's a really uh, foreign concept for some people that they just want to go and flush it and walk away from it. But looking to see are there food particles in your stool? Does it look like it's formed? Just having some basics about what your stool looks like. You don't have to sit there and, you know, piece it apart, but just saying like, okay, yeah, it looks great. Move on with your day. And then looking at your, the quality of your diet, that's always key. Are you getting enough fiber? Focusing on the positive side versus the negative side. So it's not, this is the list of foods that you shouldn't eat, but instead putting in the good stuff first and making sure you're focusing on that. So good fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, the basics can sometimes be all that you need for optimal digestion is just those really simple things, getting enough water, particularly if you tend to be on more of the constipated side. But even if you're on a a more diarrhea or loose stool side, I think water is definitely needed to just still continue to function optimally and, and make sure that we maintain a healthy digestive tract. Do you think there's been more issues as we've had to sit kind of bent over in awkward places around a computer too. Like I, I, I can notice the difference, like the tension in my body is usually down in like my stomach area, my lower back when I have long days in front of the computer, but on the days I can get up and move, like I don't notice it near as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think definitely that we have all had these makeshift deaths. Hopefully people have started to transition to more 
traditional seating now that either they're back in the office or they were like, this is permanent. I might as well invest <laughs> in a good chair. But I do think that that has become an off- option. And we probably, at least I've seen this in my own life, me and my husband, that because we're working from home, we work around the clock versus yeah. you used to go in and then you could shut down the computer and leave out, leave and, and not worry about it as much. But now everyone expects you to be available if you don't put good boundaries to be available around the clock. So I think, yes, absolutely. I think that influences and even sometimes with our, there can be still a functional side to your, your digestive tract. So making sure that you're working on even my favorite is like the cat cow doing that before bed. It's just, it's really simple. It takes you no, you don't have to have any yoga training. You watch a simple YouTube video and then you do that cat cow movement. Great for strengthening those abdominal muscles that are needed to contract to help push everything through so and it's relaxing to do a couple rounds of cat cow before you go to bed can be a really easy little I guess life hack that doesn't take take much effort just to get you ready to go to bed yeah mm-hmm. yeah my cat does it every time she gets up from her napping spot so I should do it too <laughs> yeah. yes we should do it too absolutely it's a good reminder every time you see your cat do it now you got to do it <laughs> I'm seeing kind of an overlap as you're speaking. You know, I work with uh, uh, perinatal postpartum clients and then uh, this overlap of like pelvic floor therapy, Mm -hmm. hormones, dietitian, because I know pelvic floor PTs are asking a lot of questions about poop, too. Like I can see a lot of overlap in that need for women, especially around that time of postpartum years. Yep. Yeah. And I do. I have and even just, you know, the postpartum period is not it doesn't end a year after you've had a baby. It can be 10 oh, years no. after you've had a baby. I'm still yeah. postpartum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you don't get it taken care of. So I have people who have 10 year olds and they're struggling with constipation or just even lack of control, not feeling like they can make it to the bathroom. And there's, there's some digestive issues that need to be worked on. And I'll be referring them out absolutely to PTs. Cause I'm like, I think this might be still an underlying muscle issue that you need to work on. And that is, that's not what I do, but I can help you on the, on the nutrition side and refer them out. So there is a big picture Mm of putting all those pieces together. And sometimes that's the, the key. And I think, I mean, as, as a, as a mom, I think that's the thing that most people are, are wanting. They want someone that's going to help them put all the pieces together. Like, how do I, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it all day long. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. (laughs) I just need someone to tell me Mm -hmm. what to do and I'm going to do it because I don't have time to to figure out all those pieces. And I think that's where we get frustrated. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's true. So Mm -hmm. on this theme of juggling it all, we, we ask all our interviewees how they live out the fit philosophy, trying to balance performance, taking care of our health, building intellect and a little bit of time for self. Yeah. How do you how do you do it, Bethany? It is. It tell is, us. I tell know, us. Tell us what challenge. to do. I wish I could <laughs> Please tell you tell all us. the secrets. I wish I knew. Well, I feel like that has been. Well, my baby is ten months old, and so this year has been very oh, goodness, uh, uh, very eye opening to me in trying to juggle it all and how I kind of put those together and which things need to take a backseat. I was just thinking about the other day when my son was ten months old, who's my middle child. I ran a half marathon. I. I mean, I wasn't fast, but I did it and it was fine. And I can't imagine doing that right now. I'm definitely not there. And I think some of that where I'm just trying to realize as a mom of three, like I have to be more realistic in my goals 
Right now, yeah. my goal is just to try and get some movement a couple of days a week. I love to run, and so I do try to do that. I've had to do my own pelvic PT just to try and be able to get mm-hmm. back to running, and so that's a big piece of it. And one of the things I really have been working on is making sure I get enough sleep, which is a big thing. I feel like I get digestive issues. That's one of my triggers. If I don't get enough sleep, then my digestive issues creep in really quickly. So. I, it's mm-hmm. my own accountability system. If I don't get enough sleep, then I'm going to pay for it. And it's not just in fatigue. So that's a big piece. And then making sure that I'm still trying to be focused on my, on my foods, my nutrition too. But one of my things that my husband and I have been working on is trying to plan our meals, which is like the, again, the basic, most basic thing, but we just lax on it. We're like, what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. And then we get that decision fatigue where we have no idea what we're going to have. So we're trying really hard just to have a plan in place. And if it doesn't go as planned, that's fine. But at least we know we have a plan and I can start to think about it at four o'clock because it's going to take me two hours to actually prepare it, even though it's only a 10 minute dish. It'll take me between moving all the moving pieces if someone needs water or snack or, or any of that. So (laughs) I think those are kind of the big things that I've been working on this year and trying to to balance it all, but in a wise way. Love it. Those are great tips. Now I'm trying. I don't know what to have for dinner Uh tonight. You've got me thinking about like, (laughs) that bringing me some anxiety. Uh I think that is helpful. The opposite. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm like, what are we? No, we have that conversation every night in our house. So, yeah. You got to plan those meals. And that was us, too. I mean, just post being so early after having my baby, I'm like, I can't, I can't even think about food. Like it's too much work. That's too many, too many things. So now like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm a little better now and we can actually think about it. So I do, I mean, I probably spend not even 10 minutes just putting together a list once a week and say, these are the meals that we're planning. Sometimes they're fancy, but usually it's just like, these are the nights that I'm not going to be able to plan or have a long dinner. I need to put something in the crock pot because otherwise it gets to five Mm -hmm. o'clock and you're like, shoot, I should have put that in the crock pot. Why didn't I? (laughs) Right. Yeah, (laughs) I know. There's some weeks all I do is eat. I have two crock pots and they just get rotated, but there's dinner on the table. (laughs) So, yes, whatever you can do. Bethany, thanks. Right. Thanks so much for for coming on. We have all your information. We'll be sure to put in the show notes so they can look you up and hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Bye, Queens. Bye, Queens. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com. Bye, Queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Queen. And Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.